Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Rethink Life Church. As always, it's an honor to have you join with us, especially as you're watching us online today. Hey, before I bring today's message, I want to challenge you to do something. You know, if you've been watching us or maybe have been a part of our church family for quite some time, and maybe you haven't been physically to church yet, and maybe you're still a little apprehensive about being a part of the in-person gatherings that we just relaunched at Lake Nona High School, we, listen, we certainly understand, and that is perfectly acceptable and normal. But whether you are still maybe at a place of trying to figure out how can I continue to be a part? What can I do to contribute? How can I engage, even though I may not be participating physically there on campus? Well, let me just say this. There are so many different ways that you can participate. And even when you're ready to join with us in person, you can just make a seamless transition by continuing to be a part of a team. Now, we're launching something. We're calling it, we're starting this weekend, we're calling it Be One of 100. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to, listen, we're trying to ask people just like yourselves to be one of 100 volunteers that we're asking God to raise up to help us rebuild as we relaunch our church and specifically as we prepare to receive an incredible impact on Easter Sunday, which is just right around the corner, which is hard to believe. But the only way that we can do that effectively is to have people just like yourselves who are serving with us in what we call our dream team. And whether you're serving on a dream team that's a part of our digital ministry and the digital platforms of our church, or maybe in person, either way, I want to encourage you to go to our website at RethinkLife.com and just click on our dream team page. We have a area where you can watch some videos to give a better understanding of some of the areas that you can serve and the teams that you can participate on. And we would love for you to be one of 100 volunteers that steps up between now and the end of March that says, I want to do great things together. I want to make a greater impact by serving on the Dream Team. So we'd love to have you join us. Well, listen, today, I want to begin today's message with a question. You ready for this? How many of you would like to go on a Caribbean cruise here in the next week or two? Come on, let me see Let me see you light up that little chat box. Won't you type in there where, where that ultimate dream destination might be? Maybe it's to Jamaica. Maybe it's to the Bahamas. Maybe it's to Cozumel. Or maybe it's, you know, somewhere like Cancun. You know, we all have that desire to get out. We've been quarantined and unfortunately we've been cooped up for so long over the last year. And you know, unfortunately and sadly, many people, in fact, uh, some 70% of America has been impacted by the winter storm that has 
honestly, it's just literally frozen uh, our entire nation. And many people have been snowed in and iced in. And it's just really uh, heartbreaking to even know uh, many homes have been destroyed because of water leaks and pipes that have bursted and all of the flooding and damage that has been taking place. So I'd be safe to say there's probably a lot of people who would like to just get away and go thaw out on some, you know, beautiful island somewhere, some beautiful destination. Well, here's what I want to do today. I want to share with you a different kind of destination because I believe, if anything, God wants to invite us on what I call a diffuse cruise. In other words, there's a lot of people who have been stuck over the last year in what I would call relational purgatory, but God doesn't want us to stay there. God wants us to experience a relational paradise. In other words, he has a relational destination to bring joy and meaning and fulfillment and peace and harmony and unity in our lives, in our relationships, in our marriage. Listen, our relationship with our kids. Doesn't that sound like the kind of relationships that you truly want to experience? Well, I believe that that can truly be experience, and I believe it can be fulfilled in your life and in all of our relationships. And that's the reason why we're in a series that we're calling Relationship Revival. And our whole goal is to get everybody on the same page. Our whole goal is to try to get our hearts and get our relationships revived so that we can all be in unity with one heart, one mind, one purpose to experience that relational destination, that relational paradise that God has for us. So last week, we began really by talking about the importance of relational perspective. And one of the things that I challenged everybody with was the statement, and that is, listen, your outlook determines your outcome. In other words, the way you see your current circumstances, the way you see your current relationships has a profound effect on the outcome. In other words, listen, if you see, you know, situations and circumstances that are working against you, or maybe you find yourself, you know, with arguing and, and there's a lot of tension and strife and there's conflict that, you know, maybe it's between you and your kids, or maybe it's between you and your spouse, or maybe it's some coworkers. Those are the things that are working against you. And if we're not careful, we can have a tainted perspective. In other words, we can see people in a way or see our situation, our circumstances in our way that actually works against us. And that's the reason why if we want to change our circumstances and we want to change the relationships for the good in our lives, and we got to change our perspective. In other words, we got to see our situation and see the people whom God has placed in our lives from His point of view. Again, our outlook determines our outcome. And we'll never be able to bring true peace and harmony in our relationships until we get to that place of truly seeing people and seeing our circumstances through God's eyes. And here's what I know to be true. I can't get we right until I get me right. I think that's so important because at the end of the day, it truly does. It starts with me. You know, long before, you know, uh, pop psychology and long before, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the self-help movement came into existence, the Bible and the book of James, the apostle James had a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight to share with us 
on how to diffuse conflict. On, and, and really what he did is he helped us understand really the cause and effect. He helped us to understand not just the cause, but even the cure to how to overcome conflict, to better understand what even causes arguments, but how we can walk in victory and experience unity in our relationships. And in the first 10 verses in the book of James chapter 4, here's what the apostle James said. I'll start with verse 1. And he said, what is the cause of the conflicts and quarrels with each other? Doesn't the battle begin inside of you? as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? In essence, what James was saying is this, hey, the cause to all of the arguing, the tension, you know, the strife, the cause to the conflict in our lives, you ready for this? Is caused by self-centeredness. In other words, we have a selfish desire from within. It's caused by our own sinful nature. And what's interesting is that in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10, it says this, where there is strife, there is pride. And so self-centeredness is what something we exposed last week. And we learned that the really the root issue of self-centeredness is what? It is pride. And, and, and what is the cause of pride? What is the root issue of pride? Well, what the, what the, what the real issue is, is that the, the issue of pride is when we put our needs and put our wants and put our preferences and our opinions above other people. I don't know what it is, but for some reason, we just have this desire to get on what I call the, the pride, the ride of pride. And if you've ever noticed right in the middle of that word pride is the letter I. And what's interesting is that, you know, when we, when we get focused on how we've been hurt, how we've been wounded, or we focus on our needs or how we've been focused on maybe what our preferences are or what our desires are. Well, here's what happens. We have a tendency to start focusing on ourselves rather than focusing on God and rather than seeing people from God's point of view. Why? Because we get preoccupied with ourselves. And that's a very subtle and yet dangerous place to be. That's how we get into relational purgatory. That's how we get stuck in our relationships. That's how we begin to have quarrels and fights and strife and arguments in our relationships. Why? Because pride likes to position itself to get right in the middle of it all. And so one of the things that we have to understand is this. Anytime that we are having issues of pride, not only does it affect our relationships with other people, but guess what? It also affects our relationship with God. You see, I can't be right with other people if I'm wrong with God. And I cannot get right with other people until I get right with God. That's the reason why I made this statement a few moments ago, and that is I can't get we right until I get me right. In James chapter 4, verses 6 and 10, it says it this way. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. You ever thought about what that word grace means when it comes to your relationships? Let me tell you what that means. What that means is, is that God gives you and I the grace. In other words, he gives us the strength to change in ways that we could never change on our own. You see, it's through God's supernatural grace 
activated in our lives that gives us the ability to change the situation, the circumstances. You see, you can't change people, but here's what you can change. You can change yourself. And listen, change begins with us. And God gives us the grace to literally position ourselves in such a way to where we move away from the self-centered desires and we suddenly begin to put the focus on the needs of other people. In other words, we begin to say, God, what do I need to change? God, what kind of attitude needs to be different from, me, from my perspective so that I can maybe see from another person's point of view? God, what do I need to change that maybe causes me to take on a different kind of attitude rather than me always reacting, rather than me always being on the defense? God, what can I do to perhaps respond in a more life-giving way? God, what can I do to be on the offense, to be proactive so that I am able to adjust and adapt in a way that truly honors you? And you know what that, listen, you know what that requires? It requires humility. So listen, if the cause is self-centeredness and pride when it comes to arguments and conflict, well, the cure, according to James, is humility. And what's interesting about humility is this. Anytime we're tempted to look up to ourselves, then we're always going to be tempted to look down at other people. So the key, once again, is changing us. I can't get we right until I get me right. So pride, once as I stated earlier, is all about putting ourselves above other people's needs and desires and preferences. But here's what I want to share with you. For the next few moments, what would it look like in your marriage, in your relationships with your kids, maybe with some of your coworkers? What would it look like if you got on that diffuse cruise? What would it look like if you literally stepped out of that relational purgatory and began to move towards that relational paradise, that relational destination? of God's love and joy and peace and unity and harmony. Doesn't that sound great? Isn't that what we all want? What are the steps to achieve that? How do we get on the diffuse cruise? Well, here are four steps that I think we can apply according to what James teaches us. Here's what we can do to literally diffuse some of the tension that maybe you are currently experiencing in your life and in your relationships. And the first is this, and this is so important, and yet it's very practical. You ready for this? Number one, we have to surrender to God. We have to surrender to God. James 4 verse 7 says it this way. He said, so then, you ready for this? Surrender to God. In other words, we have to give up control. We have to literally take our needs, our wants, our opinions, our preferences, our desires, and here's what we're doing. We're relinquishing all of that, and here's what we're doing. We're exchanging our ways with God's ways. And we're saying, God, I may not be able to control or change other people, but God, here's what I'm asking you to do. I'm asking you to begin changing me. And God, I'm surrendering everything that I have God, I'm surrendering my wants and my needs and my preferences. God, I'm surrendering them to you. And I want your ways to become my ways. I want your will to be my will. And God, I'm going to walk humbly 
before you as I surrender my relationships, as I surrender my marriage, as I surrender my relationships with my children, as I surrender my relationships with my coworkers. God, I'm surrendering my current circumstances and I'm surrendering my current relationships to you. And we have to do that every single day. Which leads me to the second step, and that is we have to stand up to Satan. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you need to understand that there is something known as spiritual warfare. And I'm here to tell you that spiritual warfare is going to exist each and every day in your life and in your home and in your marriage and in your relationships. Here are three things that you need to know about spiritual warfare when it comes to your relationships. You need to, number one, expect it. Number two, you need, to de- you need to detect it. And number three, you need to reject it. In other words, you need to expect it, you need to detect it, and you need to reject it in your life. In other words, you need to do what Jesus said when he confronted the enemy when he was talking to Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. What was he doing? He was basically saying, you have no authority over my life, over my marriage, over my children, over my relationships. Because the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to ruin everything in your life that is important, that matters to you. The third thing that we need to do is we need to step closer to God daily. Here's what James says in James 4 verse 8. He said, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come even closer to you. One of the things that I've done for years when I work through some relational challenges when it comes to uh, couples and their marriage relationships is I've often taken uh, basically a piece of paper and what I would do is I would draw a triangle on that piece of paper and I would uh, basically circle on one corner of the triangle and, and I'd put a circle on the other corner of the triangle and those two circles represented the husband and the wife. And then at the top of the triangle, I drew another circle, and that circle represented God. And I said, the number one goal for you as a husband and a wife are both to individually pursue in your own way, through your own personal pursuit in your relationship with God, or to pursue Him daily. Because as you both are coming closer and closer to God in your own personal relationship with Him, your own personal pursuit of spiritual oneness with God, well, guess what? As you draw closer and closer to God, notice what happens simultaneously. You automatically draw closer and closer to each other as a husband and a wife. But notice when the husband and the wife are drifting and they're not where they could be or should be in their relationship, well, not only are they drawing further apart from each other, but they're drawing further apart from God. Well, no wonder there's friction. No wonder there's a disconnect. No wonder there's no longer any harmony in unity. And the reason why is because the husband and the wife are on opposites from one another. And because they are on opposites of one another, guess what? They're in opposition to God. That's a miserable place to be. So how do we overcome it? How do we get out of that relational purgatory that many couples and many individuals find themselves in when it comes to their relationships. Well, first you got to surrender 
those relationships to God. Surrender your own heart to God each and every day. You got to stand up to the enemy recognizing that there is warfare. You got to detect it. Listen, you've got to expect it and you got to reject it. But then also, here's what you need to do. Each and every day, you need to get up and you need to spend time with God daily through Bible reading. Now, if you don't have a Bible or maybe you've gotten out of the habit, here's what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to get your cell phone. I encourage you, if you have a smartphone, Android, Apple, doesn't matter. Here's what you need to do. You need to download what, was, what is referred to as the YouVersion Bible app. And on the YouVersion Bible app, I'm here to tell you, there are endless devotionals, Bible studies, uh, all kinds of topical things that you can read, just Bible reading plans that you can begin to read and apply. Why is that so important? Because God speaks to us through His Word. We speak to God through prayer. Because as we are replacing the lies with truth, and we're getting spiritual confidence, and we're allowing God's Word to stir up the spiritual passions within our hearts, well, guess what? Here's what we're doing. We're pursuing God. We're drawing closer and closer to Him. And what did James promise? When we come closer and closer to God, He promises to come closer and closer with us. So as you are reading God's Word, what does it do? It's shifting your perspective. You're seeing things from God's point of view. You take on the mind of Christ. It puts you on the offense. Listen, you're battle ready as you go to the workplace, as you deal with the tensions throughout the day. Why? Because you are now fully prepared. You're expecting, you're detecting, and as a result, you're rejecting any lie, any opposition, any challenge. Listen, any word that comes at you that's going to derail you or discourage you or defeat you, here's what you're going to do. You're going to have the quiet confidence knowing not only who you are in Christ, but whose you are in Christ. And you're going to know that with God, all things are, are possible. You're going to work through the relational storms in your life. So we need to spend time with God reading His Word. We need to spend time in prayer, praying for God to, listen, empower us, but also praying for the people that are most important in our lives. Praying for God to change our spouse, change their heart, change the hearts of our children, change the hearts of our coworkers. We need to pray and ask God to do what only He can do. Again, you can't change people. Only thing you can do is change yourself. But with God's help and through the power of prayer, God can begin to change the hearts of other people. Another thing we need to do is we need to make sure that we are attending church. We are engaging consistently in church, making that a priority. And listen, just the fact that you're watching today, you ought to, you ought to give yourself a little air high five there. And the reason why is because you're doing the right thing. You are prioritizing worship. And even though you may not be able to physically be with us in person, listen, you're still prioritizing it. Why? Because you are allowing the truth of God's word to come to you right now. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you are allowing your heart and your mind to receive what God wants to say to you today. But one of the benefits of physically gathering in a corporate environment like being together in church on Sundays is so that we can also draw on the strength we can have encouragement through corporate worship and being around the other body of believers, our brothers and sisters in Christ, our spiritual family. We need that so very much. And that's the reason why we encourage people to get connected in life groups. Listen, don't do life alone. Listen, it's important when it comes to growing in our lives spiritually, but also growing in our relationships 
We need to do life with other people. The reason why that's so important is because we need those life-giving friendships that are speaking life into us, that are supporting us and encouraging us, praying for us, and walking through life's journey with us. Because listen, we cannot overcome the challenges within our relationships by ourselves. We need the love, the encouragement, the support, and the help that comes from being around the right people in our lives. So anytime, I've learned this, anytime the volume level goes up when it comes to the arguments in your, in your relationships, that probably is a good indication that you're not where you could be, you're not where you should be in your relationship with God. So I would turn up the volume in your relationship with God and turn down the volume in your relationships with one another. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says it this way, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So that's my prayer for you, is that you will have perfect peace as you focus in on the Lord. So how do we take that diffuse cruise? How do, how, do we, how do we diffuse the arguments and the, maybe the conflicts and the fighting that our relationships, unfortunately, maybe have been experiencing in recent days or weeks or months, maybe in your life? Well, we got to surrender to God. Number two, we got to stand up to Satan. Number three, we need to step closer to God daily. And then number four, we need to stay pure before God. In James 4, verses 8 through 10, here's what he said. He said, but make sure you cleanse your life and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. And then he said, feel the pain of your sin. Be sorrowful and weep. And then he said, humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up with honor. Can I just say this? You know, if there is something that you are guilty of, maybe you've said something to your spouse. Maybe you said something to one of your children. Maybe you said something to a coworker that you regret. You know, one of the most important things we can do is simply go to God first and ask Him to forgive you. But it's also equally important that you go to that other person. Man, if there is division, if there's strife, if there's tension between you and someone else, let me share something with you. One of the most effective things that you can do to diffuse the tension is to simply go to them and seek forgiveness. In other words, take the high road. Get off that, that ride of pride. Humble yourselves. Why? Because God says He opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So if we'll humble ourselves, and we'll simply go to that person and say, Hey, will you forgive me? I shouldn't have said what I said. I shouldn't have done what I've done. Will you please forgive me? It's amazing what God will do in their hearts. You see, God forgives our sin, but God uses other people also to bring healing to our lives. And so here's what I've come to realize. There are going to be people in your life that you will never agree with. In other words, there are just some things on a spiritual level, maybe on a moral level, maybe on a lifestyle you know, uh, path that some have chosen to take. And, 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 and you know what? You don't agree. Maybe those things don't align with your spirit, your heart. And there are going to be situations and circumstances when it comes to people's opinions and perspectives that, again, maybe we will never get on the same page. But as I stated last week, we can disagree without being disagreeable. In other words, we can take the high road and through the way we respond, here's what 
we may want to consider doing. Listen, you may not be able to agree with everything. Maybe, as a matter of fact, maybe you're only 5% guilty of bringing some of the conflict to the table. But maybe the other person is 95%, okay, guilty of whatever it is that's caused problems or conflict. Well, you take care of the 5% and you give the other 95% to God and let Him do what you can. Again, you can't change people, but you can begin starting with yourself. Why? Because you can't get we right until you get me right. Here's what somebody shared with me not long ago, and I thought this was so good. The first to be the first to apologize, because when you're the first to, to apologize, you're the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to forget is the happiest. Let me read that again. The first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest, and the first to forget is the happiest. I think that's so important, and it's so true. I'll close with this in James 5.16. What does he say? He said, confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another and then pray for one another to be instantly healed for tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. So what does God want? If we're going to diffuse the tension, we're going to diffuse the, the, listen, the, the arguments and the conflict in our relationships, well, we need to simply ask God, to give us a pure hands, clean hands and a pure heart. What is the clean hands? The clean hands represents our, our conduct. What does the clean heart represent? It represents the attitudes of our heart. And so if we can live each and every day with clean hands, listen, how we live, the choices that we make, how we conduct ourselves, listen, how we respond, how we react to other people. And if we can live each and every day with a pure heart, knowing that our heart and our attitude is in right standing with God, God's going to allow us to be in right standing with one another. So I pray today this message has helped you because the single most important thing that we can do is to make sure we get we right, get ourselves right. Because when I get, when I get, when I get you know, myself right, God allows me to get my relationships right, not only with Him, but with everyone else. Would you join me in a word of prayer today? And today, if you are uh, maybe a follower of Jesus, maybe you have uh, already committed your life to the Lord, but maybe you're not where you could be or should be in your relationship with Him, can I just say this? Maybe today you just need to ask God to revive your own heart and spirit. Maybe you need to confess some things to the Lord. Maybe you need to go to someone. Maybe you need to write a letter and just seek forgiveness for someone maybe you've hurt. Maybe you've said some, said some things that have brought hurt or disappointment to someone else. But you know, there may be some of you watching today and maybe what's missing in your heart, maybe the reason why so many things are going wrong in your life is because you've never made things right between you and God. And what's missing is a relationship with Him. And He wants, listen, nothing more than to have a relationship with you. And it begins by opening up the door of your heart and inviting Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, to forgive you and to ultimately change you from the inside out. If that's your need today, would you pray this prayer? You can say something like this. Just say, Dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner and I turn from my sin. And today I believe that Jesus died and he arose again. And by faith, I open up my heart and I invite Jesus to be the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. 
for saving my soul. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer just then, would you do me a huge favor? Would you just type in the chat there, I decided, or if you're watching on our website, just type, or excuse me, just, just click that little button that says, I decided at the top of the screen there. And what that will do is it will shoot you a little link that you could, of a form that you can fill out. We would love to send you a little booklet. It's a PDF that you can download that will help you in your new spiritual journey. So my prayer is that you will begin taking these all important steps as you begin drawing closer and closer to Him in every area of your life. Well, hey, I want you to know I love you. I'm so grateful that you are a part of what God wanted to say to each of you throughout our experience here online at Rethink Life. We love you guys. We can't wait to see you next Sunday. Hey everybody, welcome back to our second Table Talk discussion. Uh, we're gonna break down today's message of Relationship Revival Part 2. Didn't y'all enjoy that? Uh, it was so, so oh, good. Oh man, it was so good just learning yeah. how to resolve the conflict in our relationships and around our lives. And I just wanna, before we get into this talk, I wanna welcome everybody who's watching today, whether it's on YouTube, our Facebook, or whether it's on our church online platform, we're so glad you're here. And my name's Steve, uh, this is my wife Talia, and we got Pastor Michelle, uh, we're about to break down this talk. Yes, Come it was on. so, so good. Yes. yes. Um, it's kind of hard because it was coming from my husband. I'm so telling you. Can't have any conflict with I mean, him, And, and you know? was right next to me the whole time. I'm like this, <laughs> giving right. her the side eye, you know? I'm like, oh That's my goodness. Right. It, was it was convicting. Yes. Because you know? I think oh, yeah. we all deal with that. And pride, so we get on that ride of pride and oh, yeah. uh, we think we're right. And I, I don't know, at least me, I, I tend to be that way. And so it was really good Absolutely. to learn ways that we can remember to diffuse um, the conflict that we have in our yeah. lives. So yes. we're on the diffused cruise. Yes, and Talia yes. knows, I, I don't ever struggle with any pride. Oh, uh, like oh yeah, for yeah. sure, <laughs> for sure. No, I loved his first point. He said, we need to surrender to God. Mm. And I think that's really the first step for us. Yes. And any of you watching today, that's our first step, good. is yeah. that you know when we're struggling with pride or we're in an argument, we don't want to apologize or just let me surrender it to God. Simple first step. That's right. Every day you got to right. do that. Yes. <laughs> for sure. And that's just so hard, you know, because you all we all have our own agenda. You know, we all want to push. I don't know somebody watching today, like if you ever had to do that, but it's just hard, but it's putting other people before ourselves. Mm, I love that, right. Julia. Giving I love up that. Control. It's yes. impossible to change others. The only person we can change is ourselves. Ooh, come and on. we got to own that, you know? It's so good. That's yeah. great. Secondly was stand up to Satan. Mm. Um, he begins the war in our mind. The, the wage, we're waging the war in our mind, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not really external circumstances. They can cause the, the fire to start, you yeah. know? Uh, you know, spiritually speaking or emotionally speaking, but it's it's in the mind, it's what we believe and what we do with it that yes. causes the division among us. So. Yeah, and then just being able to capture that. Mm -hmm. And just being able to take control of the thoughts in your mind is big. And that leads us to point number three, which I really enjoyed, which was step closer to God. Yes. And I, I for me, I'm a very like, uh, well, how can I apply this? Mm -hmm. And Pastor Rodney did a great job breaking it down. Like, just read your Bible. Mm -hmm. Spend more time in prayer. Yeah. You know, attend church. Get around people that are like-minded like you that can push you forward. That can say, hey, keep going in this direction. It's not right. always going to be easy. 
Right. But you gotta keep going. Stay close to God. And then lastly right. said, surround yourself with the right people, which is what we're doing in life groups. Yes. And that's why I have my life group. You know, y'all have your life groups yes. and you get to do life with people that are just like-minded in your yeah. circle. That's you know? right. That's awesome. I know I, I had this conversation with a friend the other day that as you get older and as you grow in your relationship with the Lord, what you desire in a friendship is different. Mm. And Steve and I moving here just about a, a year and a half ago, we've seen that as we've stepped in this new season, we have a new desire for the friendships in our life. And we're constantly praying that God would bring the right people in our life. And, and that's why life groups are important is we've become friends with such amazing people through being involved and plugged in in a life group. And it's and it's really been life-changing for us. That's true. And we yeah, have so online life groups and in-person yes. life groups. You know, this quarantine season, I know we're, we're still pushing out of it. We're still trying to get out of it. And I think there's a mindset that oh. came along with it that a year and you yeah. know what we've been going through this past year oh yeah you get comfortable by yourself and not right. engaging with people and yes. going in the store and you have a mask on and you don't even really have to engage with people but For real. it's so important that we do and yeah. that we come if you can come back to church you know yeah. but if you're watching online consider doing an online life group right. you know yeah. i did a lot of that this past year and it was fabulous it was great yeah and i built some great relationships yeah. that way it's just that consistency of being together and yes. having this conversation. And just hearing those voice, someone else's mm -hmm. voice, you know, because yeah. I told Talia like halfway through uh, last year, I was like, babe, I need people in my life. I was like, cause I'm not gonna get through this season without having people in my life. I need someone I can talk to, yeah. someone that can encourage me when I'm down. And so, yeah, I, I agree with that. We gotta stay connected 100%. That's right. That's right. And stay pure before God. Come on. So good. Yeah. James 4, 8. Make sure you cleanse your life and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. Build the pain of your sin and sorrow and weep. Humble yourself before the Lord and He will lift you up in honor. You know, it's that's really, really important. It's time to just stop and assess where we're at and, you know, ask the Lord to reveal anything that's not pleasing to Him and, and that in our relationships too. Yeah. You know, if we're open, He'll show us, yeah. you know, if we really want Absolutely. to uh, well, diffuse that division in our relationship. So good. That's great. Do y'all have anything else you want to share before I close us out with this? I think that last thing that, that, that apologize, you know. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to close it out here do with it. this. Y'all good? Do it, do it, yes. You want to do it or you want me to do it? No, I want you. Who y'all want to do it? <laughs> Call me in the chat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so I want to close this with this. Pastor Rodney said these few statements and I just want to uh, just put these at the forefront of your mind as you're going throughout your week, as you're going throughout your day. Uh, just stay encouraged with this. It's the first to apologize is the bravest. The first to forgive is the strongest and the first to forget is the happiest. So and so that's just keeping the heart pure. All right, it's just keeping those things, those thoughts in your mind in the right places, getting rid of the bad ones and bringing on the good ones. I hope y'all enjoyed today's Table Talk. Join us next week after service. We look forward to seeing you there. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.